Praise the Lord. Um, today, how about we live different from the way that we came in in Jesus' name? I think that's a good idea. Hallelujah. One thing about God, He's predictably unpredictable. Yeah, that's what Abba always says anyway. Ezekiel chapter 1, please. A lot of scriptures today, but uh, I think uh, uh, we're, we're set up a stage for what the Lord has, has for us. Ezekiel chapter 1 and verse 1. It says, in the, in the 30th year, in the fourth month, on the fifth day, while I was among the exiles by the Kaba River, the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. Uh, I wanted to pay attention to what it says here. While I was among the exiles by the Kebar River. Now, go with me please to Ezekiel chapter 48 and verse 35. The distance all around will be 18,000 cubits. And the name of the city from that time on will be the Lord is there. Hallelujah. Uh, these are the two verses that are serve as like the, the, the bookends of the book of Ezekiel. The beginning piece, as we saw, it talks about the captivity that he is in. He talks about where he is and the circumstances he is. He's in captivity with the exiles by the Keba River. The book closes with this statement that the name of that city from that time on will be the Lord is there. Hallelujah. So what we have in between these two uh, verses is a whole bunch of chapters, 48 chapters. But it centers on this piece of, uh, of construction material in the middle of the book. And everything kind of revolves around that. And it's about the, 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 the temple. Everything about this book it revolves around the temple of God. Okay, God's plan from the very beginning was to be with his people. Uh, God's plan is not complicated. It's very simple. The whole message of scripture, the whole heart of God, the whole reason for anything we do in God is to fulfill his longing and his desire to be with his people. Which is you and me, by the way. Uh, it's a love story of an unending and unquenchable love and the distance that love went to bring us who were far away close. Praise the Lord. Just say, He loves me. He loves me. Okay, so just to make this very simple, pictures are sometimes helpful. I, I put this little thing. If we could put that, that thing up, uh, team. We're going to just walk through this very, very quickly. Uh, when God... If anything is broken, by the way, in any aspect of life, go back to the garden. Because that's where everything was not broken. And we'll find our way back to a restoration of all things when we go back to the, to the garden. Everything comes out of the garden. In the garden, there was just very simple model. God and man were together and the earth submitted to man as long as that order was followed. Amen. In chapter 3, sin entered into the picture. And then the next picture, we see what happens when sin comes in uh, uh, rules. God is still God. But now, instead of man ruling, ruling over the earth, the earth rules over God. The curse was that well, was meted out to Adam that because you sinned, cursed is the ground because of you. 
and you will eat with the sweat of your brow. You will eat the fruit uh, of the ground. You will earn your keep. You will work very, very, very hard because the earth will be a hard task master. That's why even now, uh, it's funny, the sin even comprised of eating the fruit from a tree that they were not supposed to eat. It's interesting. The curse was work, but the blessing was also work. It was just different kinds of work. So what we see here is that now instead of the earth working for man, man is now working for the earth. So in the old covenant, God, in order to fix this, he developed this system of the temple. In the temple, Old Testament solution was that God created this temple. Man was now able, uh, uh, depending on his ability to cooperate with obedience to the rules and regulations of the temple, it meant that the earth would also, based on man's uh, obedience, would also obey him. Now, if you notice the arrows, they kind of go up and down. That's intentional because man can obey sometimes and he can disobey and based on that obedience and disobedience the earth would would respond okay so it's almost god's plan but it's not god's complete plan because it's conditional it depends on man's cooperation it depends on man's on man's obedience and it can go either one of two ways so in the book of ezekiel what happens is that man now is at the beginning is in this place of captivity they had been, in, in fact, the, the God said, if you don't obey and if you don't follow with the rules and the commands that I am giving you, the earth will vomit you out and you will be scattered. One of the greatest punishments that you know that you have really, really messed up is when God scatters you throughout all the nations of the world. And so the children of Israel now find themselves uh, in the Kebar River, meaning that there is something wrong with their obedience, which is meaning that now the earth is no longer going to respond to them. That's the picture that we have in the book of Ezekiel. But the New Testament, hallelujah, is very different. Hallelujah. In the New Testament, God sent His Son to be obedience for all of us. So our righteousness is not dependent on our obedience, but on His. And we receive that obedience and we receive that righteousness by faith. So so notice now that the earth submits to Christ. And notice that there is no man anywhere in the picture at all because we are either in Christ or not. That means like our existence itself is whether or not we are in Him. And if we are in Him, hallelujah, that means His righteousness is now our righteousness. His position is our position. He is at the right hand of the Father and the Bible tells us that we are actually seated with Him. So the language, the language now, hallelujah, for those of us who are in Christ Jesus is that everything has passed away. And behold, all things have become new. New creation. Now that new creation, we are now, the the terminology is that we are the temple of God. And we are the body of Christ. Meaning that now, that's why there's only one man now. Christ and his body. The body of which he is the head. The church of which he is the head. The family of God of which he is the head. And we are part of that body. And provided not that we obey Uh, as in the Old Testament, everything depending on us, but it's now depending on whether or not we are in Christ. Hallelujah. Our righteousness apart from the law, apart from the law has been revealed in the person of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So now that we are in Christ, eh, um, the, the creation now, is subject to the, the sons and the daughters of God. I said now creation itself, 
We're back to the garden because the obedience that was missing has been found. Creation itself is subject to the sons and daughters of Christ. Yeah, but Pastor Z, I still owe some money on my... No, no, no. Creation is subject. Amen? Just, just enjoy that for a minute. It's very important that we understand this. Because um, it's the, 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 our disposition has to be that, that of the sons and daughters of God. We possess that victory, victory position, that victory mindset because uh, Christ has done it for us. Not because we are strong, but we just happen to be in Him. Too bad. Amen? You're not happy to be in Christ. I'll take your position in Christ if you don't want it. Eh? There's a reason why it's called good news. It's because this work has been done for us. We have come into a finished work. You are in Christ. You are a new creation. Not because you worked so hard to become new, but because he did it for you. Hallelujah. He took our place. He paid our penalty. He did all the, the necessary obedience to fulfill all the requirements of the law. So now that we are in him, our work is finished. In fact, the Bible says now that the, 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 to enter into his rest... Hmm? The promise of entering into his rest still stands. Let us not be found short to have entered into it. So our job is just to enter into what has been provided for us. It's an act of faith that we receive by faith because the work is finished. This is for a message for the sons and daughters of God. Everything is subject. Say everything is subject. Is what you say. Everything is subject. Hallelujah. We are in him. Everything is subject. Automatic. Amen. Now. I want to keep this picture up there just as it is because we want to play with this idea of, 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 of what it means to be in Christ. And we're going to pray, play on some of the mistakes that were made in the, book, uh, in the time of Ezekiel. What the book of Ezekiel is, is God breaking down all of the mess that the children of Israel made to bring them to that place of, of captivity. And then it starts the restoration pro project, the redemption project by restoring the temple and by restoring the temple, restoring the glory and by restoring the glory, restoring this thing called the river. Hallelujah. Okay. Now, now, uh, one thing that I found that was uh, very interesting is that in the in, in, in chapter eight, now God starts from from verse one. He starts explaining this is why everything has messed up for you. This is why you are scattered as captives, as 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 slaves by the river Kebar, servants of the king of Babylon, uh, king of Babylon. And he says in chapter eight, <clears throat> um, verse number five, it's kind of a, a lot, but we're just going to read two verses and then we'll uh, just break, break it down. Ezekiel chapter eight and verse number five, <clears throat> um, God says to him, or, or the angel says to him, uh, son of man, look towards the north. So I looked and in the entrance, in the, in the entrance north of the gate, I saw the altar, uh, uh, gate of the altar, I saw the idol of jealousy. Aha. Say jealousy. Okay. And he said to me, son of man, do you see what they are doing? The utterly detestable things the house of Israel is doing here. Things that will drive me far from my sanctuary. But you will see things that are even more detestable. And then it goes down to verse 7. And it tells about more detestable things. Uh, verse 12, you find the shrine of idolatry verse 14 it says that there's this uh, mourning for Tammuz and then it says I will show you even more detestable things that this uh, 
and he goes on and then they start worshiping the sun in verse number 16 i will show you even more detestable things and the thing just deteriorates and deteriorates and deteriorates until in chapter 10 the bible says that the glory departed from the temple the glory was there but the the things got so bad that 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 the glory of god uh, departed but the thing that i wanted us to see is that everything that started this downward spiral was the the very thing that initiated all of the mess and then it got more detestable and more detestable and more detestable was this idol called jealousy hmm? when the idol called jealousy was set up in the house of god eh, god said do you see what crazy things these people are doing driving me from my temple and i will show even more detestable things than this and then it goes on to a worse thing and a worse thing and worse thing and eventually the glory of god is gone and so it, it's like of all of our our mess the, the the initiating mess or the thing that opens the door for all kinds of detestable and more detestable and more detestable things is this idol called jealousy lord help us today jealousy hmm? looking at somebody else and thinking something about them uh, comparison but this idol of jealousy it gets into the house of god and it eventually starts a downward spiral until the glory of god departs do you remember king saul king saul was doing fine until he heard the women saying saul has slain his thousands but david his tens of thousands he heard that word and the bible says from that day forward he kept a jealous eye on david and things got more detestable than that and then things got more detestable than that and he went crazy he lost his mind he went and consulted uh, witches the witch of endor and eventually he he had a horrible death a death not befitting for a king so so jealousy opened that that door for him and what we see here is that the reason for the glory departing the reason that they are banished the reason that things got so bad was because they entertained jealousy it's so funny because jealousy it seems so personal and so irrelevant it seems like but it's 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 also also very personal we cannot be jealous together hmm <laughs> you know it's so personal it's like me versus you why did you wear that shirt today huh i have a better shirt okay but but these things are little seemingly little very personal but to god they think these are things that if they are not dealt with it starts to open a, a open a door to things that become more and more testable and the amazing thing in this case in the case of the the time of ezekiel is that this idol was found in the house of god in the temple at the north by the altar jealousy in the house of god i've never heard of that before hmm? jealousy spirit of jealousy an idol of jealousy and so god begins to deal uh, we we cannot start healing anything in the house uh, until we deal with this now th- i'm talking about ezekiel's temple but you know what this thing is just as real in the body of christ in the temple of god today and it brings the same kind of destruction in the house of god today if we are in if we if we find ourselves getting jealous in the house of god it is because we don't really understand who we are in christ and what we have in christ that's the only reason because there can be no comparison there can be nothing higher whew, than where we are right now in christ 
So if you have been given everything in Christ and everything is subject to you and someone gets a better car than you, eh, it really doesn't matter because even you don't get higher. Like, so if they got a new car and you're still with your old car, they went from here to here. But we are all seated up here in Christ Jesus. We don't come down here and say, well, let me get a better car so I can show off when I come to church on Sunday and say, oh, this was just nothing. Praise the Lord. I would just, oh, you know the blessing of the Lord. No, we are all up here. Hallelujah. These little earthly things, eh? these things that, that, that causes jealousy in the house of God, they are irrelevant when we really understand who we are in Christ. Hallelujah. It's not, it's not even comparison because all of us are in Christ. And that means that if we really understand that we cannot get any higher than this, then we have nothing but love and fellowship to share with one another. But if we don't understand what Christ has really done, then we are in trouble. Because we are no different from the time of Ezekiel, when the idol of jealousy was set up. So I saw this one time, and it kind of blessed me, because Paul was uh, um, uh, the apostle who birthed much of the early church. And he, he built uh, or planted many churches all over the, the, the Roman Empire at the time. And... Uh, I found like there was something that Paul was looking for in the church whenever, uh, whenever he would work with the church and, and, and the people of God. And then I said, my goodness, I, I think I caught a pattern. All right. And if I've shared this here, here before, I, I just pretend like you have not heard it. Amen. And if you haven't, then do what is appropriate for the preaching of the word. But in, in Ephesians chapter one, okay, uh, and, and verse number 15. Now Ephesians, Ephesus um, uh, was a, a, a church that he was ministering in and church that he was involved in the establishment of. He's writing this letter to them. He says, verse 15. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Did you see that? Why is he giving thanks? Eh? Because of, I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus. Ooh, hallelujah. And your love for all the saints. Praise the Lord. Go with me to Colossians. Colossians chapter 1 and verse number 3. Paul writing again to the church in Colossae. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love you have for all the saints. Did you see that? It's two different churches, and he's praising God because he found the same thing in the church in Ephesus and the church in Colossae. Did you see that? Okay, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. And verse number two, we always thank God for you, for all of you, mentioning you in our prayers. We continually remember before our God and Father the work produced by faith and your labor prompted by love. Aha! Work produced by faith and your labor prompted by love. Go with me to Philemon, the book of Philemon. It's just one chapter. Verse number four. I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers because I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus 
and your love for all the saints. Now, no, notice that what Paul is commending in each one of these churches, and Philemon is an individual, it's like he, he's taking a, a measurement uh, uh, to each church to see if they are measuring up to the requirements of a New Testament, New Covenant church. Okay? And he goes to each one, but he's using the same measurement to gauge where they're at. And he says, okay, I found here that you guys have faith in the Lord Jesus. And you have love for all the saints. Therefore, I give thanks to God. He didn't say, I heard that you had an amazing Africa Arise conference. So I gave thanks to God. You understand? I, I heard that you preached the most amazing service last Sunday. I give praise to God. Are you following what I'm saying? I heard that you had an amazing outreach and amazing things happened and amazing, amazing, you know, the stuff that we put in our report of what we are doing. You know, uh, faith in the Lord Jesus and love for the saints, it doesn't raise that much money. We had an explosion outreach in the city where everything dipped. Lick, lick. Paul wasn't looking for any of that. He says, I rejoice. I give thanks. I have found the, 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 the thing that will, will keep us going. Faith in the Lord Jesus and love for all the saints. He's looking for it in Ephesus. He's looking for it in Colossae. He's looking for it in Thessalonica. Eh? And Philemon, all these biblical names, hallelujah. Eh? And he's looking for it maybe in, in Beza Church. Maybe he's looking for it in the church in Ethiopia. Maybe he's looking for it in the saints. This thing gets in the temple of God and it messes up everything. The idol of jealousy, what he's saying basically to the church, these churches is, I have found that the idol of jealousy has been destroyed. Hallelujah. Because I have found that there's faith in the Lord Jesus here. And love for, for all the saints. Praise God. Well, what about the... No, no, no. Praise God. Well, we're doing something in Intoto Outreach. Praise God. Because we have found the point of, of everything. Uh, when there is faith in the Lord Jesus and love for one another, mm, what happens in the book of Ezekiel is a pattern of what, of what happens here. What happened in the book of Ezekiel is after all these judgments were passed, God starts recon, uh, reconstruction of the temple, uh, a redemption of all things that has, have been lost in chapter 40. And in chapter 45, the Bible says that after the temple is restored, the glory of God, hallelujah, it falls on the, 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 the temple. And in verse 47, the Bible says that the river flows out of, out of the temple. Hallelujah. Let me tell you about this river. The river, it goes into all the world, all the nation, all everything it gets wider, it gets deeper, it gets stronger, and everything that touches the river and everything that the river touches lives. The river crashes into the salt sea, and it makes the salt water fresh. Hallelujah. The river brings life to the land, to the nation, but the source of the river is the temple. Ooh, hallelujah. The temple is you and me. What that means is that as we, as the church, do our job, that means the glory of God will come on us. As the glory of God comes on us, the river flows out of us and it touches the world around us. Hallelujah. In that order. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. So when Paul saw that there's faith here and that there's love here, praise the Lord. Because I know what comes next. The nation 
will feel the goodness of what it means to be the, the, the people of God. You see, we're living in, in a, a precarious time. And I believe that God is building something. By the way, Zerubbabel is a builder. Mm-hmm. And he is a builder of the temple. Come on, somebody. And this is a New Testament temple. Mm-hmm. And we have to be built correctly so that we can house this glory and that we can house this river. Uh, w- one of the things that... that uh, it, it's interesting about this last days. I don't know how much you are uh, up to speed on biblical prophecy, end time prophecy, ecclesia, ecclesia, ecclesiology. Menamen. Uh, but it, 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 you don't need to be a spiritual scientist to understand that the times that we are living in is like, this is pretty serious. Hmm? You don't need to be a spiritual genius to understand that we are living in more fulfillment of end time prophecy than any other generation in the history of the world. Uh, if you look at Matthew 14, just go down the list. You can tick off uh, Matthew 14, 24. Tick off all of the boxes, you know, wars and rumors of wars and pandemics and masks. That's there in the end of Matthew 24. <laughs> all right. It's, it's, it's like we're living in an amazing time. And, 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 that, and, and it says, when you see these signs, then look up. For your salvation is near. You know, like, like, like the Bible talks about like in the, in the twinkling of an eye verses. You know those verses. Huh? We will be caught up together to meet him in the, in the air. Man, that would be pretty cool. Hallelujah. Now he cracks the sky and he comes in all his glory. Now there's different, you know, theories about exactly how and when this. And when I was in Bible school, everyone had teams of what they call pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib. And that was the big question when everybody got this revelation. Are you pre-trib or are you pre-trib? I don't know. I'm just here. Leave me alone. When it happens, it happens. I just love Jesus. <laughs> you know? But, but I, I think it, whichever side of the debate you find yourself in, we are closer now than we have ever been. There is like everything is like kind of coming to a head. Do you kind of sense that? I, I think it would be the most embarrassing thing for him to come back. And the idol of jealousy is still sitting in the house of God. It would be embarrassing for us to be a bride that the bridegroom is embarrassed to meet. The Bible says he's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. That does not mean we iron our clothes before we come to church. That means that these little wrinkles of jealousy, bitterness, lack of love, lack of faith in the Lord Jesus, and lack of love for one another. These are the biggest enemies we have to receiving the Lord when he comes. And there's one end time prophecy that I'm really, really so excited about. And I know because it is an end times prophecy that it cannot, he cannot come back until this is fulfilled. Can I share that with you? Are you sure? Isaiah chapter 2. Let's talk prophecy now. This is past disease end time theology. Hallelujah. We I mean, you know how people, they have all the charts and the maps and they're kind of trying to pinpoint. And there was one guy who actually said, it's, it's within the next few months, guys. Just get ready. I said, in Jesus' name, Isaiah chapter 2 first. I mean, if he can do Isaiah chapter 2 in, in, in a few months, I mean, he can. But so let it be if he can. But, but look what it says, Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2. In the last days, in the when? Okay, that means it's right about now. The mountain of the Lord's temple. 
will be established as chief among the mountains. It will be raised above all the hills and all nations will stream to it. Many peoples will come and say, come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we can walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Ooh, that's my end time prophecy right there. Hmm? I, 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 I want this temple to see this temple, uh, the, the, the mountain of the Lord's temple arise. Hallelujah. And rise above all the other mountains and all the other hills. Hallelujah. And all nations will stream to it. There will be a mass harvest of souls before it's time to get out of here. There will be a high exaltation of the mountain of the Lord's temple. I'm in Baru. And I believe that we're somewhere in that neighborhood now. We are somewhere in that neighborhood now. It's about that time now. Hallelujah. And this is a prophecy I, I, I'm so excited about looking forward. Now, how do we become that, that temple? Or what do we do? Do we go to Ntoto, move our church location from here to Ntoto and become higher than all? No, it's not talking about height in the spirit. Spiritual height is a, it's, it's, it's measured relationally. When we are walking in love, we are going higher. When we are walking in division, we are actually going lower. In Revelations, the only criticism that he brought to the churches, uh, or when he was passing out the grades to all of the churches, um, he told uh, it was the, uh, the church in Ephesus. He says, you have forsaken your first love. Consider the height from which you have fallen. So love is high. All right? Hate and leaving that love, it, it brings us low. That means the more love... The more faith in the Lord Jesus and the more love for all the saints. Mm? That means you don't feel it naturally, but in the spirit you are elevating. Mm? In the spirit you are going higher. In the spirit you are taking a place that is above all the other mountains and all of, uh, all of the other hills. Hallelujah. Amen. And when the mountain is established, I like what it says in the book of Ezekiel, the glory fell on the temple. And the river, after the glory fell, the river flowed out of the temple. And then the, the, the dimensions of the city and the dimensions of the nations is redesigned. And the name of that city is the Lord is there. Ooh, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, uh, our, 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 our homework assignments, I guess, this is what the Lord brought up in prayer this week. So just, just obey. Amen. Um, we have an opportunity now before us. And uh, we're going to do something special. Now, there is a very good likelihood uh, that we will still be meeting next week. But if by any chance we are required to shut down, we're still going to continue this next week, this project. Are we ready? Okay. Uh, like, this is something what came out of prayer unusual. Migar Mnegar. Hmm? Uh, we became aware of, of some very, very pressing needs in our country, in the north, hmm? because of the war and a lot of displaced uh, people, and the needs are getting very dire. And uh, through a series of events, we came into contact with some areas that really, really need some, some, some help. Hmm? So we're going to be the church and help those people. Okay? Now, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. That was, that was very polite. Thank you. Um, 
we have to be, of course, careful how we do the help because there's a lot of political you know, implications and, and we have to be wise. But the Lord has opened some interesting doors. But he opened some interesting doors, not only for us as Beza to help people, but to uh, mobilize all of the church as all of the body of Christ, because we are part of the body of Christ here, right? Mobilize all of the body of Christ to help all of the, the, the needs that are represented up there as the extension of Christ's hands and feet to, to those people. Maybe even, and believe God with me for this, even our Orthodox brethren and sistren. But, but, but just like the body of Christ coming together, uh, uh, faith in the Lord Jesus and love for one another and a river coming out to bring healing to broken place. So we're going to pray for a meeting tomorrow because the Lord is, is hinging on this meeting. If, if, if we're not able to get everything together, we'll give you all the details next week. We will work with as much as we can. But the idea is that uh, the, the, the body of Christ uh, becoming uh, uh, a river a, a, a river that goes and touches uh, some serious places. Just supernatural. We were not looking for this. God just brought it us in, in prayer. You know, there's a difference with the help that comes from you and the help that comes from instructions from God. The difference is, is that when you're doing it by yourself, you're doing it by yourself. When he's instructing you, his help goes with you. His hand goes with you. And the little effort that you put it, it becomes so impactful. Hallelujah. To the point that everyone can only say that this was God. Even us. Amen. So, so we're in the middle. We had some, a meeting yesterday. There's a meeting tomorrow. A lot is hinging on this meeting. So we'll go pray. Amen. And pray that the idea would just, somebody's heart would be catch the, the vision. And we'll be able to mobilize to the point that next Sunday when we come, uh, we will be able to... Uh, leave with some very clear instructions on what everybody can do. Very simple. And we just go boom. Because, you know, help is something that you can't wait three months until everything comes together. When there's need, help has to go out now. In fact, it needed to go out yesterday. But to mobilize like this, it, it takes some time. And we need some favor with some people. That's what your prayer, uh, your prayer assignment is this week. Uh, if we can kill the idol of jealousy, my goodness. We look very different than we do right now. There'll be a lot more glory than there is right now. Uh, our little efforts will go out like a mighty river and touch so many people. Hallelujah. Uh, and so I believe that the blessing of this nation, the blessing of our continent, it's not coming from politicians. We love the AU, Madam Abala. We love our people there. But the river does not come from the AU. We have an election in this country in June. And, and, and I encourage everybody, go vote for whoever you feel uh, should be the, the, the next prime minister. But do so with the understanding that there has never been in the history of, a, of the world a river that flows out of the government. Hmm? The river flows out of the house of God and touches government, touches the land, touches the nation, heals the broken. You are the salt of the earth. Come on, somebody. That, that instruction was not given to the government. You are the light of the world. You and agencies were not given that commission. Eh? A city on a hill cannot be hidden. A city on a hill, that's, that's, that's not a, a, any NGO or development organization. That's the church of Jesus Christ. Uh, 
That's the bride of Christ. That's the temple and body of Christ. When we have love, faith in the Lord Jesus and love for all the saints, all the saints, not just the Beza saints, hmm? we're going to kill this spirit of jealousy. I, 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 I'm seeing that if we get this approval, we'll be able to put a mass instructions to all churches, even the church down the street. That competition spirit will be broken. Hallelujah. Ministers competing against each other will be broken. And everybody will just be, uh, in our language we call, to help somebody. Come on, somebody. Help somebody. Come on, somebody. Everybody say, help somebody. Come on, somebody. Eh? Uh, uh, you know, when, when we start to give, our own issues will be healed. Sanako. You know, when we start to be a blessing, our own, our own hearts would start to be healed. And I think maybe we could do something in a short amount of time that won't just help people, but help us. Heal us. Be a blessing to us. Hallelujah. And, and, and when there's love for all the saints, then it's time to look up. Because the mountain is getting, getting high. The river is starting to flow. The Bible says that there's this idol of jealousy in the temple. It's true. <laughs> okay, uh, there, and when the lights go out in the church, when the jealousy or idol of jealousy goes up in the church, the, the lights go out in the world. The salt loses its flavor. The river dries up. The, the blessing that we were called to be, it doesn't make any sense. There's one thing to help people, but there's one thing when the river, river is helping people. The river is a product of a healed temple. The river is a product of the glory falling on the temple. And I believe God is going to heal this thing seriously eh, in this last day. So that we will no longer... Actually, uh, uh, one of the things that Gashtolosa said at the, at the stadium, he said, you know, the government was supposed to come to us. You know, but we go to the government asking them to judge on our behalf, uh, settle disputes with, you know, land and, and, and minister issues. Court cases are filled with church cases in this country. Uh, that's called the idol of jealousy. May the Lord help us to break this spirit. Hmm? Paul said, I praise God. Hallelujah. It's time to praise God because I found faith in the Lord Jesus and love for all the saints. If we're building in this direction, we're, we're building correctly. Amen? Amen, amen? Hallelujah. Uh, uh, to, to, to be together, I think it's our greatest testimony because that's the point of everything. That's what Paul was looking for. And so I'm not suggesting we've arrived, but that's the message and that's the goal. And uh, God has done amazing things through that. And so I think we're in a position now to kill an idol called jealousy in the church uh, 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 all over. And let's, let's just pray for this meeting, Father, in the name of Jesus. First of all, we pray for this idol called jealousy in the church, in the temple, by the altar, in the holy place. Father God, what good does it do for us to present a gift on the altar when the idol of jealousy is standing right there with us. I break this spirit of jealousy in the temple right now. I pray that in place of the idol of jealousy, faith in the Lord Jesus and love for all the saints, hallelujah, all the saints, hallelujah, would begin to fill our hearts, Father God, that the compassion of God would overwhelm us, Father God, that the, that the love of God, hallelujah, would overwhelm us, that we would always be mindful of the blessing of what it means to be in Christ Jesus. There's a big meeting tomorrow and big 
things that's potentially on our plate for this week. In Jesus' name, may the church arise this week. When I stand here next week, Father God, may we have clear instructions of how to partner with our family. Hallelujah. Our church family all across this city, all across. The, may something just be released, Father God. May, may an idol of May the idol of jealousy be drowned in the power of the river in our city, in our churches, Father God. You are the one who has done this, Father God. Now we want to obey what you have told us. Father God, we thank you that your hand goes out with us. I thank you, Father God, for these meetings that they will be marked with your favor, Father God. We come against every spirit that would try to bring division. We pray, Father God, any spirit that would try to bring confusion in what we have potentially in store here. Father God, I pray you would go out with your church and may the church not just come together. May this be the starting point, Father God, of a, a true church unity. And may the even the, the government look and see what an asset they have in the church. These are go-to people. These are people who do, uh, who, who can really be of a, of a benefit and a blessing to the nation. Father God, this is so easy for you. We just want to agree and partner with you. Thank you for bringing these things to our attention. May, may the church arise in this last day. May there be such a glory that fills the church. Hallelujah. And may that glory translate to a river to bring life and healing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.